This is the podcast where we take our guests through the quicks of their retail habits, from their best of a bargains to the times of being completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vic Slayton, consumer champion, shopaholic and occasional comedian. Alongside me is the complete opposite of all I am. He's the trousers that my Donald Duck wouldn't wear. He's the... I've run out of Oh, you ideas. made that one up on the spot. It was good. Yeah, it was actually... I, I mean, it's at the I level. I don't know where my mind went there, to be honest. It's, Lots of uh, trousers or... Yeah, we tried them. to save money by not having a writer help us with these. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was, very, it was very good. It was very good. I mean, Thanks. to be fair, when we did have a writer, I often didn't understand much of what was said. So I think it was too clever when the okay. writer was doing it. So you, I'm dumbing it down effectively. That's, that's yeah, but in a nice call. way. They're not bad. They're just nice. pitched for you. Anyway, it's Paul Watson. Hi. 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 Yeah, nice to see you. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. What's are you enjoying funny? the weather? It's spring. Um, no. But I realised my complaint about spring is completely un unreasonable because basically the other day I was saying it's the fact the weather changes a lot that I don't like. I've identified that and I do kind of think that's unfair to put that on spring. That is very yeah, much what it is. Living in the wrong country. Oh, I've always said that. Well, you've tried you know, many. Desert, I've tried other ones. Yeah, I've never tried the desert. It's pretty constant, isn't it? Is it? I don't, I don't know. Hot, it's cold in the night. Yeah, I suppose I'd probably moan about both, wouldn't I? Yeah. But no, I, I, yeah, I've always You're said right. I live in the wrong country. And, um, but yeah, mm. our guest today is a magnificent stand-up comedian, musician and writer. You might have seen them on Nevermind the Best Cuts or heard their Radio 4 show recently, Damned Andrew. And it was one of my favourite shows of the last, I reckon, two years. It's the only yes. thing I listen to. You don't listen to things like by appointment anymore, but that was the only thing I listen to live every week. So uh, yeah, Damned Andrew, if you haven't listened to it, do it now. Or indeed seen them play live with their band, The Men That Will Not Be Blamed For Nothing. Please welcome to the show, Andrew O'Neill. Hi. Good morning, afternoon, evening. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on when you're listening to this. Do a lot this. of people listen to this to fall asleep to? Because oh, often podcasts it, are used to that. Yeah, we release it a few minutes past midnight and we do get a spike yeah, of listens uh, through the night. So it is nocturnal folk. Welcome to do our midnight welcome listeners to <laughs> the, the only podcast that you can fall asleep to. Boo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it confuses me actually because we are that, we are the before bed listening for some <clears throat> fans of the show. I've not got a soothing voice. I don't really understand <laughs> you, You've got a lovely told, voice, but it's not in the soothing... It's not the word, is it? Yeah. I, I never thought... Have people told you that's what they do? They listen yeah. to it before bed? I've never asked, and it's none of my damn business when people listen to it, but it makes me feel really weird, the thought that, like... That's the last thing they hear before like they get to bed. People are in bed yeah. now. Yeah, that, that's weird in their ears. Itself, isn't it? Yeah. Listen to your voice. Here's how the show works. We've carefully and scientifically <laughs> crafted some categories designed to get into the shopping basket of your soul. I did notice you were wearing a lab coat and I wondered why. Yeah. It's, this whole show is just it was an excuse to make use of that impulse purchase. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> the clip was unnecessary. Just Don't ask what's in the test tubes. Um, so yeah, we'll begin as we always do with the first question, which is... What's the best deal you've ever got? Now, can I include something I got for free? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So... I, was, I did comedy at Sonosphere, the heavy metal festival. Oh, short lived. No, no, no. Live, Na Live Nation killed it. Um, uh, they, uh, yeah, they offered uh, Metallica um, far more money than they were worth to play download uh, three times um, to kill Sonosphere. Oh. Yeah. Do I have to say allegedly on this one? Let's say allegedly. Yeah. Um, this isn't the BBC. And, uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, and they're paedophiles. Um, no. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
It's just not that sort of podcast, oh, yeah. is it? Uh, Allegedly, so... and then leave that one in. Yeah, no, no so, yeah. <laughs> but the, the big difference between Sonosphere and Download in terms of performing comedy is that Download, you're part of the campsite entertainment and you're pretty much on the level of the people who run the burger vans. Um, which, it's not to diminish people who run burger vans, but, you know, they're not Alice Cooper. Um, well, one of them is. Because <laughs> what, what Alice Cooper likes to do to relax when he's not playing golf. Anyway. Um, Dave Girl's got his barbecue Exactly, well. right, exactly. So... Um, at Sonosphere, you're actually on the bill and you're on the T-shirts and that. So the difference is, at, at Download, they go, oh, look, it's the comedian. And at Sonosphere, they go, it's Andrew O'Neill. That's really nice. Um, and also at Sonosphere, I had backstage laminates. Ooh. So I was in the actual proper musicians backstage, but as opposed to hanging out with the people who run the candy floss machine <laughs> um, and the Big Dipper. And... Um, so I was I was backstage and it was lovely just, you know, feeling actually part of the actual festival. It was really good. And um, I did my gig that year, which was, I was on just before Tim Minchin um, in a 5,000 capacity tent, which was full and there were loads of people outside. So I probably played to about 6,000 people. Arena and size. Tim is, yeah, it was wonderful. And Tim is absolutely brilliant. Um, but I am funnier than him because he doesn't do much funny. You know, it's not a quality thing, but, you know. So I went on to Tim Minchin's audience doing my weird outsider comedy and had one of the probably top five gigs of my entire life and then proceeded to get absolutely hammered. The next day, hung over, I was backstage just showing everyone my laminate like I was in Wayne's World. And I looked at the Jackson um, endorsement van. So Jackson are a manufacturer of guitars. They are the manufacturer of my dream guitar, the Jackson Randy Rhodes RR1, uh, which is what Kirk Hammett plays. It's what Andreas Kisser from Sepultura played when they did uh, Donington Monsters of Rock in 1994. It's a point, it's like a flying V, but it's an offset flying V. So one of the spikes is incredibly pointy. <laughs> and I went in. So first of all, because I, I still had a, a, a sort of sense of imposter syndrome. Um, so I just wanted to grab a T-shirt from the Jackson thing. And they went, <laughs> and they went do you want to come in? And I was like, oh, can I? Thank you very much. Uh, and, and I sat down and they said, hey, what do you think? And, and, and I said, can I play one of those, please? And so I was playing in a Jackson R01 for the first time. and going, oh, this is, oh, this is gorgeous. And, um, and they said, what do you think about this amp? I'm like, yeah, great. This is really cool. And I said, how would I, as a performer, get one of these? And the guy said, well, talk to me. I'm the guy. So I said, well, I just performed on the stage and blah, 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 Tim Minchin and blah, 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 history of heavy metal and I'm in a punk band and all this. And how do I go about getting one? And he said, well, what we do is we lend you, so we lend you one, you give us your credit card details, we lend you a guitar um, and what do you think of this amp? And I was like, yeah, fine. And and because we're, we're really trying to push the amp. So a month later, all this stuff starts arriving at my house. So it's a hundred watt uh, EVH fifty one fifty two, I think it was, uh, which is a hundred watt. It's a very, very, very loud hundred watt amp with a cabinet and a Jackson RR one Randy Rhodes. And I was just, well, this is astonishing. This is incredible. The guitar is an absolute thing of beauty. I mean, it's incredible. And it's, I mean, it's a very, this is a very expensive stuff. And the amp. The guitar is, because it's so awkward, I don't use it that much. It's hanging up in my room. The amp is the complete backbone of my of my band's sound. And I've used it time and time and time again. And it's and it's it's really kind of like, you know, uh, gig-worn. I've never 
previously or since had any anything like that in my life. And what the lesson I learned, because I come from a from like a like a proper lower middle class, like like a little pen like a rope ladder hanging down from the bottom of middle class is what my family was, <laughs> right? And um and and the thing we always the sense I always had growing up is we don't really belong here. You know, if we're any we're a little bit nice, we're a little bit posh, we don't really belong here. Don't make a fuss, don't make a noise. Um and that's and I still I have to work to overcome that. But in my hungover state, having just you know, smashed this gig, I was like, I'll have a t-shirt. <laughs> but then when I was in there, I was like, can I, you know, how do I go about doing this? And because I asked for it, I ended up getting it. So and you've got them like on on because there's a the credit card. Like, yeah, the, what is the, it? the deal is it's a permanent loan. I mean, this was twelve years ago. And you just, um, so you it's just a very, them. You've so never it's a very, anything. very, very, I mean, but it's how, it's legally how they, how they operate. Oh, wow. This is how endorsements work. They don't give you the stuff. Yeah. They lend you the stuff and, if you know. If you love it, um, you talk about and, it. Yeah. And, yeah. and so when I played, when my band played the second stage at Download, those were the, that was the gear That's I used. really cool. Um, and my oh. 5150 was, was up there on stage in front of. Uh, that was the most nervous I've ever been was playing my band at, at Download. You know, the big music gig. It's, there's a lot of people. If I make a mistake, I'm really loud and clear. Those <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people over there will hear it if I play the wrong note. Um, yeah, you can actually, that. so you can see the men will not be blamed for nothing at Download. It's on, it's on YouTube and you can hear how, you can hear the level of adrenaline I've got because our first song, uh, Victoria's Secret, which is about um, Prince Albert coming back as a zombie. <laughs> Because um, we deal with obviously we deal you, with the truth, right? You deal with the main issues. A lot issues of people, people, can't, people yes. can't handle like, the truth. If, you, if you've that we've not really had enough like... songs about that already, there's yeah. like... but the, the, I play the first riff about twice as fast as it's supposed to be. You need to see the rest of the band go fucking what? <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, then, and then there's a point where I kind of like relax into it. But so yeah, so my my beautiful guitar and this amp is oh my god, this, it's so good. I mean, it's the heaviest thing I own. My you know, it's it's heavier than I mean, you know. I think it actually is the heaviest thing. I oh, know my my dumbbells probably heavier. So that's what they're for. <laughs> Should be really. Yeah, if they're not, there's something you've got to take them back. <laughs> dumbbells. Well, they're not as good. Didn't they're just not heavy one. enough. Yeah, yeah. It's just ten kilograms. It's just ten kilograms. Just nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it around like a plastic bag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so technically that is like buy quality or get quality for free and it lasts you because that's 12 that's years right. worth of kit. Yeah. So on the other end of that, something you bought because it felt like a bargain but you wish you'd spent more on. I pondered this one. Um, Quite a thoughtful cause I usually, shopper. Cause so. I, yeah, I am and I because I'm not, I'm fairly anti-consumerist so I tend to just buy the, I don't, I don't just buy the things I need, that would be inhuman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess my solar panels, I bought, so, I recently bought solar panels and I've wanted them for ages and I got a bit obsessed with them. And it's a DIY system. So I spent 500 pounds on it and I keep my laptop running on my wife's laptop and our phones. We charge lots of things up on it, but to run household things, you need more power. You need a bigger yeah. battery. I've oh, still wow. got a really outdated view of solar panels because like years and years ago, there was all this press about, oh, you can buy them, but they're kind of a middle-class folly because it would take years and years for them to actually pay off the amount you spent to buy them. Well, Is that true now? Or? I mean, Look at the, I mean, our, our energy bill went from like 50 quid a month to 200 quid a month. So, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's happening when I mean, you've got solar panels. It used not, to be that they took about yeah. nine years to start paying for themselves, yeah. but now mm. it's going to be more like four. So, yeah, so two panels into, into a solar panel control, uh, controller and then into the battery and then into the inverter. And are they, are they on your roof? Or? Yeah. I didn't like, they're not like installed on the roof. They're put on a flat roof. And so I was like, 
Stevie, do you want a cup of tea made by the solar power? And so I plugged the kettle in and the inverter went, no, um, because it's because it's only rated for a certain wattage and a kettle is something like 2,000 watts and mine only goes up to 1,000. So kind of oh, warning, no. Danger Will Robinson. Um, and it just it just can't handle that much that much power. What, as much tea? power as a kettle? Yeah. Because oh. the kettle's one of the, one of the most powerful oh, draining things in your house. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so like a, it, it would run the fridge because the fridge is because oh. fridge is on all the time. Yeah, but yeah, kettle uses loads and loads and loads because you know because of how quickly it, yeah, know, it gets very hot. Heating anything uses loads of energy. Um, if you ever tried to like you know boil something on a camp stove or on a fire, yeah. it takes absolutely ages. ages yeah. So I will eventually start adding panels, but then when you add panels, you have to upgrade your solar control, your your charge control, and you have to upgrade all the other stuff. But I think you know eventually, you know if I if I'm ever in the deeply unlikely position. Position that'll buy a place. Um, it's not going to, you know, it's going to take a lot of parental death, not just mine. I need to, I need to wangle my way to other people's wills. Um, but um, Stop just, up old just, people's just suck up to Are my mates' parents. This is a nice house. Um, I've always got on with parents. I'm one of those sorts of people. But um, <laughs> the good news is I'm on the property ladder. The bad news: everyone I ever cared about is dead. <laughs> yeah, the apocalypse has finally paid off. <laughs> that wipe all contacts on your phone. I found a use for it. Hi, welcome to. 28 days later, homes under the hammer. That's right. The, the property market is absolutely tanked. And now you can buy this, this mansion in the country for nothing because they're all dead. Board up the windows. Coming next, some Jackie, sad news from the region. Jackie and Steve are putting a razor wire fence around their Buckinghamshire property. Take out the head, Steve. Like I said, damned Andrew, listen to that radio show. It was very good. Yeah, if you good. like this surrealist yeah, nonsense, yeah, yeah. you will love that. This is my how my brain works. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I solar panels. I, I do. I do. I don't, I don't regret exactly. I don't regret my solar panel purchase. I'm very proud. of it. I really like it. I love. I mean, literally, this phone. Uh, Andrew's currently holding up a phone. Uh, this phone is currently <laughs> currently powered by solar power, and you get to feel good about it and superior to other people. Not saying that you would, but. You can. Oh, cool! I didn't realise that. <laughs> you could if you were if you were that way inclined. Okay. I think I'd be smug about it if I was a solar panels person. There is a bit of you know. I got my you know. You get your laptop out on the uh, on the train. People are plugging in. You go, oh, plugging in, I yeah yeah. No no. This this is I charge this up overnight oh. on my. Uh, I'm a solar. Yeah, it's just like I care about the planet. No, but no, but yeah, go no, ahead, no, go no, ahead, yeah, no, no, no. You don't have to. You don't have. No. No, you don't have to be a good person by all means. I'm doing it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, something you get targeted advertising for. Um, does so it I, know who you are? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I do a lot of wild camping and bike packing. Um, and I really love nature and I really love the outdoors and I really love being away from, as far away from humans as possible on this island, which is not very far. And so I get a lot of targeted ads for camping stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I quite like that. I quite like looking at it, and um, and I try not to buy <laughs> new things. I buy most of what I buy, I buy secondhand. Most of my clothes are secondhand. Most, you know. So what they do sell <laughs> is um, a wood stove. I get an advert for this a lot. So it's a wood burning stove, a, li a small wood burning stove, right? Now I've got one of those that's just like so you basically burn twigs and sticks in it, right? Um, and it folds up. This one doesn't. It's round. You put all twigs in it, and next to it is a, a heat generator thing that uses the heat from the wood you're burning so you can charge up your phone in the woods. 
it's the get most. Get away from it all, but not yeah, quite everything. Exactly. Like, do you like? Do you like getting away from <laughs> from technology? It's the it's most like tiny weird. Tiny 5G tower. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <like> <laughs> it's the strangest. That this thing that people have gone. Oh, people like getting away from it and be, you know being off grid. Do you like being off grid, but also hate being off grid? Exactly. When do you have to, when you want to get away from civilization, but you do have a Zoom meeting in twenty five minutes? Yeah, peculiar. Yes. So we've we've covered you're not. You try to avoid consumerism. So this is going to be an interesting question. Um, something you splashed out on because you saw it advertised, but you didn't need. I got this um, wood burning stove. Uh, <laughs> Charges up my phone. It's. Um, no, I managed to avoid that. I don't know what. I, I don't know. I I treated myself to a. This is so. This is okay. This is an insight into me. I treated after I there was. I think it was after I did Damned Andrew. I treated myself to a couple of things, and one of them was a new titanium cooking pot. I mean, um, that's, for my camping, that's a good investment. Yeah, it turns out it's not really good. Oh, and it it oh. it catches at the bottom. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, the opposite the of what you need, so like you, the basic. It's all right for boiling water and that, but for cooking food, it's not non-stick. It's it's stick. stick. Carrot <laughs> 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 um, or stick. Um, so um, the thing I buy that I that I don't have much control over is books. But this is capitalism, isn't it? Isn't it? Capitalism makes us buy stuff that's to do with our interests, and it makes us feel like in by making that purchase, we are actively involved in our interests. Yeah. You know, like I really love the film Goodfellas and whenever I see it available for DVD, part of me wants to buy it again and I've got mates, <laughs> I've got, because it's capitalism telling me I should interact with the film through the medium of purchasing something. It's why people buy t-shirts for bands they like because we think that buying the thing is doing the thing and this and people who camp, people who make music, everyone who makes music has way more gear than they need because buying it makes you feel like you're being a musician or doing doing the music making whereas i just get endorsements i've only got the one unfortunately so far um but book with books i always feel like in making this part of my brain in making that purchase and also i've got adhd so i've got dopamine deficit so buying thing you know i find it quite hard to control if i really want something i actually find there's a thing you can do where if you want something, you just put it in a wish list and then over a couple of weeks you'll want for it will dissipate because the dopamine yeah. associated oh. with that thing will go away. Oh, so is it it's an, a new thing yeah. that gives the dopamine? Yep. Oh, yeah. I didn't know It's that. wanting to acquire the new thing. And everyone, you know, we've all had that thing where, I mean, when you're a kid, you really, 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 really want yeah. something and then you get it and then you just sort of put it down and you don't really think about it again because that's what dopamine does. It go, Dopamine goes away once you've got it. Um, relationships, anyone? Um, I... <laughs> Um, but but that, that yeah so so but with books I kind of go yeah but if I buy that I'll read it and reading it and that'll be good for me and I've got a huge backlog of books I haven't read I've got a, well I've also the ADHD thing I've got a huge backlogs of books I haven't finished because I go oh I'll start reading this is great I'll start reading it and then I start reading another book and then I start reading another book and uh, relationships anyone um, <laughs> <laughs> just don't get to the end just put it to one yeah, side yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the worst you've ever been ripped off. <laughs> Back in the 90s, there was a scam where some lads in a van would target people who look like musicians or students or whatever. And they go, Oi, mate, oi, mate, come here, oi, mate. We fit speakers in cinemas for a living, right? And they've accidentally given us too many speakers. Do you want a bargain? So it was, a, it was a scam, and they <laughs> no and spoilers, they, please. Yeah, right, but they they um they printed off 
this like fake hi-fi magazine thing with a review and the value of these speakers at you know that say for so I think they're selling them for like 50 quid and they were like 40 quid speakers um <laughs> and and but but because it's a it's a proper con they you think you're getting something a bit you know um and they internet were, as well from before people were reviewing. yes that's, that's yeah you, yeah you could absolutely you yeah you couldn't really do it now so so I ended up buying and to be fair and this is the, the kind of weird thing they were good speakers <laughs> but they weren't like these are like pro level these are like a thousand worth a thousand pounds and yeah, yeah let's say that I bought them for a hundred pounds and they were worth 50 yeah. it would be really more like more on that sort of thing and that's what they did they just bought some cheap speakers printed off this fake review and just went around selling them to idiots like me but like in an empty van so you're like well you know there's obviously nothing else in it they've got a warehouse full of these cheap speakers and it was and, and the number of people like, I've got such a great bargain on some speakers oh, oh. Oh, no, you haven't. Oh. But, but you didn't know you wouldn't know necessarily. You'd just be enjoying the fact that you had cinema quality speakers unless someone outed you as a... Well, this is the thing. Like, is, I was is, also scammed I'm, by that. Because nope. well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, no, I'm no sort of audiophile, so I, my ears aren't that good. Mm. Um, I think Brian May in an interview said recently that like every musician has done this at one point where you're in the studio and they go, um, okay, I'm just going to try this plug in. What do you, how do you think that sounds now? And you go, oh, that sounds much better. They go, oh, hang on, no, I didn't do it. <laughs> and, um, and when, like, I don't really take part in mixing any of any of um, the music my band does because I just can't hear the difference. Um, more guitar, yes, that's, you know, <laughs> make the guitar louder. But I, you know, I don't like with my my hi-fi. I've got like a basic like it's Cambridge Audio, so it's not, you know, but it's all like the the entry level stuff. And to me, it sounds terrific. But I went round. Um, Oh, what's his name? Bloke's house. It'll come to me. Lee Dorian, um, who was in Napalm Death and is in Cathedral and and a bunch of other bands. Um, and um, uh, he's got the the best hi-fi setup I've ever seen. So the speakers are from the 60s. They're huge. They're like an A1 poster size and they're flat and they were for like classical music in the 60s. His, um, his amplifier is all valve and it's from the 70s and he's got this unbelievable record collection so i listened to a, a first a first edition type copy of uh are you experienced the first hendrix album and i've never heard that record sound anything like as good but i think the difference between his hi-fi and mine i'd, I'd need to spend you know if i spent another 300 pounds it wouldn't sound that much better you know and then yeah. it just as it creeps up towards it i mean it's 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 hot you know it's sets worth thousands and thousands and thousands and then you've got this really high quality because you know, it came out in 1967. This is a really good, built it's a really good press. Back when it wasn't built to self-destruct. Yeah, absolutely, TVs. absolutely. So, um, but beyond that, you know, my mates, like, I've got gold wires for my thing. Oh, I can't hear any difference. <laughs> you know, does that sound different? I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just want to say it sounds richer, but that's a bad one. <laughs> not, 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 not more sparkly. I mean, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aesthetically, I can appreciate it, but. Yeah, I could be sold that probably. Be I mean, sold. gold conducts electricity. I think with a, with with less, um, I suppose, less resistance. So it's so it's like the the wire is doing less, the cable is doing less to change the sound. Look, if you showed up in my house in a van and you had a clipping and you said that to me, sold. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I still think that methodology works for me for scams. What high five? Because it's guys in a van. Yeah, well, it's that thing. It's that thing that they, they, you know, you think you think you're doing something dodgy, and that's the, yeah. that's the classic Frisons. scam it's thing, genius. isn't it? You kind of go. You know, like the kind of better call, the, the scams in Better Call Saul. You know, we're going to, you know, you're getting the skinny over this other guy. In actual fact, they're both ripping you off. So, 
It's time for the quick fire round, Paul. Yeah. You won the last one. I did. I'm actually doing quite well in it, but I think it's just sheer practice. Are you revising? No. What, like learning the, the cost of all items? Of all things, Just of yeah. every single thing. <laughs> Especially because most of the things are like weird things or ham, so... <laughs> weird things or ham. or ham yeah there's been a thing about ham and it's it's um basically i said that you know we used to do a lot of things that were just like ham on this show the cost of and then it suddenly got very odd some of the items were like a you know quite unsafe, more, like, to be fair some shaped of them. like yeah. a umbilical cord that kind of yeah, thing. yeah it all got a bit awkward so i was like you know well, we used shaped just... like an umbilical cord like on purpose yeah charging cable this uh, yeah, so my complaint was, oh, well, was... you know, we used to just do stuff like ham and now it's an umbilical. And oh, this, this okay, is I taken see. out of context to be me professing a desire for us to right, do ham right, on this right, round right, every time. Right. And also, <laughs> the, as if I have some expertise in ham, when actually, like, you know, <laughs> and, I barely eat time ham. So... You've got no idea on the cost like of the ham. Percent, I thought there's like a placenta, th- like for, you know, because sometimes women, like hippies, eat the placenta. Yeah. But then what if you get a taste for that? Ooh. And you want you it, you want market, more. So like, they do a ham that's shaped like an umbilical cord. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. vegan, people go, oh, well, you're vegan. Why do you like, would you want things that taste like me? Because I like the taste of meat. And that's the thing, <laughs> Paul. You, right. You're quite safe today, aren't you? Because Andrew's a vegan, so we wouldn't possibly do anything ham-based. But well, Corn. some would say that the joke has run its course and some don't know when the joke's run its course. And one of those people is me. So we're just going to plough on with the ham-based stuff. As Andrew is vegan. Ham plough. We've got a variation on the theme. Mm. We want you to tell us She's how much a... <laughs> you would pay for corn vegan ham slices from Waitrose. Vegan smoked ham flavour deli slices made by the brand MycoProtein. How much? Wow. Oh, this is going to be really it. expensive. This is the only thing that I do think is I think it is a lot more expensive to eat vegan. But 100 I'm grams. Um, so I'm, I'm four pounds. Okay, that's four pounds. Andrew? I can't keep up with the cost of anything, so it could be... It feels like corn's like the old-fashioned vegan brand. Well, corn never used to be vegan. Um, I didn't know. They used to to have egg in it for some kind of binding process, but they're starting to do more and more vegan options. Um, I think it's £2.50. £2.70. Yeah. There we go. That's such a pretty reasonable. Point for vegans. There we go, Paul. Give them a try. Give them a will. But it is for 100 grams, or is 400 grams is technically more... But. <laughs> it's like lab coat coming back in again, isn't it? <laughs> I know, right? It's not technically more. It's literally more. It's, it's, oh, it is, it is more. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so going from vegan ham to a skydive. Mm. How much do you think they would charge? Is it a vegan skydive? It is, <laughs> that's, uh, it's, that's, that's not in the notes, but let's assume yes. Okay. <laughs> to ethically be thrown out of a plane 15,000 feet in the air. The ultimate tandem skydive package you can go together from Virgin Experience Days. I can tell you what's included. A skydive from the highest point possible in the UK. And you free fall for almost a full minute and then descend gently for the 5,000 foot by parachute. So you have a little free fall. Right. See your life flash before your eyes. Decide on the decisions you've made and whether they're (sighs) worth it. And uh, then gently descend to the ground. Question all your choices. So this is a gift pack and it includes a personalised voucher and a message card. Does the message just read? Ah, <laughs> which you have to, yeah, a message you fill out on the yeah. way down. Yeah. yeah. With me? I'm gonna say two people. Because two hundred pounds. Okay. I think it's a lot more. I reckon it's more like seven hundred pounds. That is a lot more. Uh, Paul, you've won it. Oh, wow. You were woefully low, but of course, that's what Andrew was 
yeah. ambitiously high for the level of safety. Uh, so for three hundred and twenty-eight pounds, yeah, I don't trust two, that. At all. It must be high volume though. I bet there's like forty yeah, people in this plane. Right. And they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, one of those sort of. Oh, no man. time to coddle you. You go next. Be like going around Madame Two Swords in the height of tourist season. Yeah, just... you, you barely get to see George Clooney. Right. So it's all to play for on mm. a roll of reusable, reusable bamboo toilet paper. Whoa. That's right. Reusable. Bog so rock. you wash it like like uh, Terry nappies. Yeah, because you do get kids nappies that are washable, and it was. It's a stage we never went to. Yeah. Is it like those hand towels that you pull down and it goes up the back? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like one of those and you kind of like you pull, you pull it, you wipe it, and then you and then you send it back to them and then they send you a clean one when it's done. So for a little while you'd be like, I don't see what's so bad about this. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. This is more information on the sheet. Oh, so you, do you not have the price the, on there even? Kajunk. Duk. Kajunk. Duk. Kajunk. Could you yell? <laughs> oh no! It's like Russian roulette. You get ten. So you've got, reusable a, week, you've got a week and a half of pooing. I'm so upset by this concept. I think these these products are usually quite expensive because you sort of pay a bit of a premium for the feeling of feeling of of, of doing the right thing. It lasts forever, so on a cost per use basis. Yeah, that's mm. also true. I reckon. Seven pounds for those five. Seven for ten. Yeah, I reckon. Sheets. Yeah, seven pound. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go twelve. I, my yeah. logic is the same as yours. You might if be you, right. If you're buying this, you probably have the money to do it in a weird way. Yeah. Point Paul, seventeen pounds seventy-eight. Good lord. Yeah. So we go. You've won. But did anyone win? We're thinking about <sighs> reusable toilet roll. So. Uh, so you'd have to have a bin next to the loo that you pop them in. And it would probably want to be like the kind of sanitary put, towel you type. You put them in your washing. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you wash? You have, it's not right. You've got to hand wash this. Oh, because obviously, yeah, yeah. you can't be putting I, that in your. I suppose you could put them on their own. Put them on their own. It's like Terry nappies, but you give them a, their own oh. wash for sure. Yeah, that's that's it's enough of a, that. It's quite a downbeat end to this. I don't want to think it? about yeah, that ever it's again. Really you finished with the parachute one. Yeah, yeah, we'll remix this. I think we're going to finish strong on ham. It was just because Paul brought up ham. I was like, well, we'll move that. So, to you the know, top. in supermarkets, you go in, Eddie Izzard used to do that thing, you know, that look like you go in and everything, it's the fruit and veg. Everything is fresh. This is a fresh <laughs> shop. I will do well here. And then you don't you don't end that with the poo section, do you? They, they finish with the booze section, don't they? Usually you go oh, in with fruit and you come yeah, out with booze. Yeah. yeah, never yeah. thought of it like that. Yeah, love that. Right, Andrew, people who have absolutely loved this, of which there'll be legion, I'm sure, uh, and not uh, for unsavoury reasons like yeah. those people we we don't need to know <laughs> yeah. we shouldn't have any further relationship with those people but, no yeah. but uh, where can we find you, you I'm, I'm gigging all uh, I'm gigging all over if you go to andrewneal.co.uk uh, you can find my live dates I implore you to listen to my podcast The Inadvisable Trapdoor that is available on all the podcast things uh, and you can also listen to Damned Andrew my um, occult Radio 4 sitcom on the BBC Sounds app and, and email them to demand a second season yeah, that's, I mean, they, they they hated it. So, um, <laughs> well, even more reason. They really the uh, the controller of Radio Four described it as um, uh, unintelligible. What? 
Um, but you know, there you go. That's right. It's fine. We made it, and we made it exactly how we wanted to make it, and we didn't compromise on it. And they've gone. Can you just? How about you make something about a middle class man who's in a situation that's slightly unfamiliar to him? Um, so, um, but look, I make, you know, the, the inevitable trapdoor gets loads of gets. It's it's the spiritual successor to Damned Andrew. Our listenership is going up and up and up. And up. I say our listenership. It's just me. Um, our listenership is going up and up and up. Um, and on the inadvisable trapdoor, I do 10, 15 minutes of sketch stuff and weird stuff and adverts and, and mashups and music. Um, there's a 10 minute snippet of an occult interview. I interview someone about their occult practice every uh, episode um, and put the full one of that up on my Patreon. And then I do a 10 minute episode of Winston Churchill was Jack the Ripper, um, which is my first ever show. And I'm now serializing it. And it's true. So... Uh, <laughs> That's the that's that the is a strong finish to the podcast. That's the inadvisable trapdoor. <laughs> All right, that is it. As always, thank you to our brilliant guests for coming on. We've learned a lot. <laughs> I think we've all learned a lot. We've all learned we? something about we've ourselves and about. each other. Thank you to the listeners for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate it and review it and tell people about it. And if you didn't enjoy it, you have 30 days to return it for a full refund. Mm-hmm.